question for you. Before we, in a way, launch into the meditative framework, the question is, what brings you here? Why are you here? What do you care about in all of this? And it's very relevant to examine the motivation of what brings us here, because on the back of that, is the way we start to engage with our practice. You know, if I'm here to <coughs> if I'm here to try to make the world disappear, then maybe we could spend the week sleeping, right? As an example. If we're here to look deeply into our heart and mind, and we know that that will affect the way we attend to our meditation. <coughs> I remember one of my teachers, she said her teacher, this was in Korea, her teacher, um, he was practicing for his best friend who wasn't well. That was his motivation. It fired his heart such that he spent, apparently, three days and nights mm-hmm. standing just to really look deeply into the heart and mind. That was what fired him up. And of course, we can have many, many mixtures of motivations, can't we? Sometimes we do want the world to go away. Sometimes we feel the love in our heart that brings us forth and brings the best out in us. It can be a real mixture in there. And hopefully today we'll have a chance to see and clarify some of that, not making it any, any of it wrong but for us to see for ourselves what will support us in the task at hand here. So we, we learn over the days how to take care of the mind that at times does want, you know that phrase, stop the world, I want to get off. All right, The part that does want to stop from uh, a wish to get away and right through to that deeper motivation, that love for seeing clearly, for understanding what is possible for a human heart and mind in understanding peace and rest for ourselves and for each other. So we have a task at hand. It's a beautiful task. And all of us engage it and we learn along the way and we clarify and the heart and mind gets clarified along the way. And the task at hand can be summarized as training and studying this heart-mind. Right? This one, (laughs) that one. The one that sits on this seat right now. We're learning to train the mind, to study the mind, to clarify the heart-mind, to let it start to be freed up from sticking to all kinds of stuff. You know that feeling when your mind just kind of gets caught here or snagged there or pulled into this or overwrought by that or just wants to back off and space out and disappear? We're learning the beautiful task, actually, of what does it take to stand in this world, on this seat, on your meditation cushion, with this heart, this mind, with all that it comes with, 
in such a way that leads onward toward more happiness. So what will support us this week to train and study this heart-mind? Yes, we have this beautiful center dedicated to this. We have very clear teachings and guidance from the Buddhist lineage, which is very brilliant guidance. We have the meditative instructions that I will get to of what kind of framework we'll use to help train the mind. But prior to all of that, what allows first the mind to settle is our attitude of welcoming. Being able to welcome this system, this heart, this mind, this body, just as it is, that's the beginning task to allow the system to settle and feel at home. You know what, what last night when Pascal welcomed us in all our differences and all our similarities? Something about being welcomed, something in us can start to go, ah, right? And in our practice, in our sitting practice on that cushion, can we be that host? Can we be the welcoming host for this body, this heart, this mind, welcoming ourselves back, welcoming that which we've pushed away, we've um, wished to get rid of, or we've not welcomed, to allow ourselves to become whole again on this seat right now. So one task we could say is to be the, the host the gracious host to our experience of body, of breathing, of heart, of mind. What would it be like this morning to sit at the threshold of your house and welcome in the body breathing? Welcome in the heart and mind as it shows up. Because our attitude incredibly sets the tone, has more importance to it than the technique, than all the technical application, because our attention is guided by our attitude. You see that our attention goes to different experiences. Sometimes it gets caught in thoughts. Sometimes it's mindful, right? Sometimes our attention is mindful with our body, with our breath. Can we come back and trust into the attitude of the gracious host? The quality of the host is present. The host, as she welcomes her guest, isn't thinking about the past or the future. Right? Imagine that host. You get to their house, and they're kind of looking over your shoulder for the next one to come. Right? No, it's not this one I wanted. The host is really here. There's an immediacy 
with the quality of the host that is unmediated by ideas of which guest we welcome and which guest we do not. Somebody once asked the Buddha, why are your monks and nuns so radiant? And he said, my monks and nuns are radiant because they do not trying to remember which way these words work in English. They do not dwell in the past and they do not hanker for the future. Those who dwell in the past and hanker for the future dry up and wither like green reeds cut down in the sun. Ah, know that feeling? When the mind is busy chewing and hankering It's so hard for us to be alive and awake in this encounter with our guest, with ourself, with life. We miss it. We miss it. So the host is present. The host is awake to what comes. But the other quality of the host is they don't hassle their guests. Right? They don't kind of try and drag them in the house. You know those kind of hosts? kind of pulling you in. It's like, ooh, leave me alone. They don't push you out. There's something uh, where the hands of the host are open. Ah, it's this. The host is present. The host is immediate. Is not pulling or pushing at you. How would it be for you to be that way with your experience? Immediate, welcoming, not pulling at it, not pushing it. That's the way experience can settle. That's the way we can settle. We know that, don't we, if we go to somebody's house. That's the way we can breathe out. Our cells can start to expand. This heart that can get tight and hard and afraid at times can take up its room and start to know itself in its beauty, not just its fear. So we train the mind, we train ourselves to welcome, to be the host, to be friendly to our experience, and from there we pick up our meditation technique, and this is our task. This is our task. So how would it be right now, just before I go to the technique, to... What would it look like for you to welcome yourself? And I must admit, when I first heard this instruction, I had no idea. It seemed completely abstract and didn't touch my heart. For some of you, it will. For some of you, it is a journey. For some of us, it's a journey to learn how to welcome ourselves. And we can learn it in the way that we touch our body when we wash it in the morning here. The way we shower. The way we open the door for ourselves or each other as we walk through the corridors. The way we feed ourselves, make a cup of tea for ourselves. 
the way we carry ourselves to walk, the way we put our coat on and do our shoes up? Can we treat this human animal with respect? Because this is how she relaxes. This is how she starts to get the flavor that she's home. And not just home in the physical space, but our mind also starts to settle, to relax, to gather. You know, when we're welcomed, we want to go there, don't we? Like when Pascal described or welcomed us last night, it's like, yeah, I'll come. I'll come to that party. All of me is welcome, all of me. The crazy bits, the, the gnarly bits, the twisty bits, the bright bits, the beauty, all of it, all of it, all of us. So please breathe out and let this animal body hear the instruction, even if the mind objects <laughs> at this point. Even if the mind goes, oh, it's not about welcoming, it's about getting free. Right? Whatever your mind does, can your body hear the welcome <coughs> to take its place on your meditation seat in this world, on this day, with these people, And our instruction this morning is to look into the first foundation of mindfulness. This is a way to support the attention. So our attention doesn't just get captured by every last thing. Right? Mindfulness of body breathing. What would it be to let this breathing animal body fill your mind? Fill that sensitive, receptive, bright, intelligent, knowing aspect where body is breathing and you know it's breathing, right? The cells of your arms, the cells of your belly, your arms and legs, your lungs and everything else is affected by the breathing experience. And your mind knows it and is filled with it. And we train the attention to pick up this event of body breathing. It keeps happening. It's immediate. It's here and now. And we skillfully use it to learn how is it that this being comes to settle. What's, what is the way I can attend that lets this being start to settle, relax, widen, soften, brighten? So rather than doing the meditation, we take it on as an alive encounter to breathe, to let the body 
do its breathing and to have our attention in such a way that lets our mind be filled with this body breathing. One way that I like to instruct this that I found very helpful is to let our attention be wide. Come to the periphery of the body, right? The edges of your arms, the edges of your legs. So a wide angle lens of attention rather than the uh, close-up for now. Wide angle lens of attention at your periphery and in the space just around your body. And come to know this animal body breathing in, this animal body breathing out. It's a little bit like a balloon. You know, the balloon rises, fills up, becomes more um, fill, full, and it has that kind of taut feeling when the balloon is kind of filled up to capacity. And then it drops back becomes more soft, diffuse, softer. And we follow that. We follow that mindful, mindfulness of body breathing. And within that, of course, the mind will wander, will get distracted, will get snagged on all kinds of other experiences. That's okay in the moment that you notice, breathe out. Feel your bum on the seat, feel your backside on the seat. (sighs) You are here. We come back to the task at hand, the training in presence, in immediate, in immediacy, in welcoming. Welcoming this system. And staying awake, right? A host has to be awake as well. That's the other deal. If you go to someone's house and they're asleep, we don't exactly feel welcome either. Well, we might at a certain point, but to welcome us in, we have to be awake. So do whatever it takes to stay awake. This morning, open the eyes. Raise the arms above the head. Stay awake for yourself for this beautiful task at hand. Okay, so I'm going to guide us in briefly and we'll have a silent sitting. If you want to stretch a little bit now, do that because we'll have a 20-25 minute sitting. If you want to stand... How did you like the um, mindfulness of arm? Was that what it was? Mindfulness of arm? The mindfulness of arm. We can think, can't we, sometimes, oh, that was for the family retreat. That's the the basic practice. I'm a a little more advanced. Mindfulness of head, that's the advanced part, right? But really, when we're looking at attitude, it's something about how we meet ourselves. How do we touch ourselves when we do this? Not relegating that to something kind of too basic. It's very basic. We're very basic. 
right? How do we meet ourselves as we touch ourselves? Right? So in the course of the day, as you touch yourself, there. Okay, so finding a seat. And as you take the seat, welcome this being. Not the one you think is going to be the new improved version. <laughs> this one, with all its beauty and flaws. This one. Let the hands be soft. We'll look a little bit more at posture for the beginners later. And anyone else? (coughs) Let the hands be soft. Let the jaw be relaxed. And I'd like to welcome and invite you to welcome your legs. Let your attention Fill and pervade and steep your legs like an alive presence starts to touch. Welcome to these legs and breathe out with your hips and that whole girdle and cradle of bones and flesh your hips, your guts, your intestines, the genitals, breathing in and breathing out, widening, softening, welcoming. And your torso, Breathing in with your torso and breathing out, letting the ribs melt a little bit and widen as if you could breathe at your gills, as if you had gills, right? Little flaps at the side of your body. You can widen widthways. Welcoming your torso. And breathing in with the upper chest and the arms and the collarbones. And breathing out right through the arms, right to the fingertips. Welcoming these arms. Hmm. And with your neck and head breathing in. In breath, enlivening the brain and the skull and breathing out, the temple softening, widening. And letting your attention come to the periphery of your body. Or any place that allows you to attend to the body breathing in and the body breathing out.
welcoming your body as it breathes in, whether it's short or long, rough or smooth. This guest, welcome. You are welcome. And your body breathes in. And there is the knowing of it the host, awake, immediate, welcoming, doesn't go anywhere.
mindful with body breathing in mindful with body as it breathes out Receiving your body right now as it breathes in. (coughs) However it does it. Welcoming.
And if you notice your mind is wandering around or scooting around, see if you can be the wise, kind host, seeing that clearly without being swept away by it, friendly and wise, breathing out. You are here. Sensing once again that expansion, that subtle expansion of your body on the in-breathing. And that dropping, relaxing on the out-breathing. or the coolness as the air enters the body. And usually a little warmer, but check it out for yourself as the breathing leaves the body.
see what it's like in this moment to let your body breathe however it wants to. You take your hands off and know it. How does my body want to breathe right now? Let it show you. May all beings be <coughs> may all beings be safe and protected. May all beings meet themselves with friendliness. May all beings rest deeply on the earth.
So this morning and the early part of the afternoon, we'll be engaging in a few different practices. Um, we have a Q&A, I think, this afternoon. Um, and we have the uh, Dharma of Devices in a moment. Um, and in the sitting, our next sitting, at the end of the next sitting, I'll guide us in a short uh, reflection about motivation and what brings us here, which I invite people to join. Um, and I'll say a little bit more about it then, but we'll have a sitting and then we'll do it for a little period at the end. Um, so a little bit more activity in the first part of the retreat to help us kind of orient and examine our motivation. And A lot of experienced people in this group, so um, it's really useful for us at times to just have another look again at what brings us here. And uh, let's see, anything else I've forgotten? Okay. Just one thing to let you know, um, as we said that uh, we ask you not to engage in reading and writing, but with regard to needing to contact the staff or the teachers, uh, it is okay to write a note if you actually really need to contact us for some reason and there's uh, places there where you can do that. I uh, just want to let you know that that's something to be aware of, to use judiciously and um, with care. So if you really do need some help, support or practical uh, sort of something from the staff or to contact one of us, that you can do so, but it's not just a sort of a, a casual communication forum, and it's really important that you don't write notes to each other. But if you have any concern about someone else, that you speak to one of the staff or you speak to one of us about your concern, or let us know by note, and then we'll take care of that situation as we see fit. And that really helps, uh, really, the settling and the actually the safety in the field for us all together here. So if you did uh, bring your cell phone to uh, contribute to the little retreat that's going to be happening there, I invite you to stand up and, uh, and uh, come to uh, put your name on it and, uh, with the rubber band. assume you've turned them off before you <laughs> put them in. <coughs> we didn't do this this time, but at certain retreats uh, with the staff and the teacher, sometimes we make a guess of how many cell phones will come in the basket. Some people say six, some say 25, 37, and then we... <laughs> I know a few of you already um, brought their cell phones to the front office, so we have a few there.
it's the modern, um, uh, instead of shaving the head, it's the modern version. Now um, is going to be a time uh, in a couple, a few minutes for uh, walking meditation. So it's good to go over the, reflect on this a bit, this practice for those who are new, but for for us all to uh, to consider again this uh, walking practice. Um, sometimes it is perceived uh, as a second kind of a second sort of practice, like uh, the break between the sits and stuff. And uh, and uh, actually, this is not how it's uh, viewed in this tradition. It's actually very important practice. Some of you know this well from inside. Um, for me, it's been personally a very, very uh, powerful practice, something that I is very much part of my practice still today. Um, for many reasons, and also uh, meeting with students here a lot about it, and talking with colleagues, and um, maybe just one little point that I want to bring here is, when I had, um, uh, several times when I had beautiful conversations with uh, people who uh, have practiced on retreats, and, and we share our wisdom and our opening of the heart or mind, I've noticed over the years and almost decades now that Often people will describe some kind of opening or understanding that happened, and it happens just either during the walking or on the way to the walking or on the way back from the walking, <laughs> and and uh, and uh, yeah, in this way it's touched me over the years to see like, wow, look at that! I was going to do the walking, I was on my way back from the walking, I was turning in the walking, and then you know, um, not that we can force these things, but it seems like. Uh, the walking has some something about it that uh, is powerful. Um, what I like about it also a lot is that uh, it includes movement. So if one was to make a really unfortunate association between mindfulness and calmness of mind or balance of mind with an association with this and uh, stillness of the body or relative stillness of the body, I think it would be a very uh, sad mistake to associate the two together. Because in the way we live when we're awake, we're mostly in movement in life. You know, uh, eating, uh, you know, gathering stuff, going places, uh, we're moving. And uh, the walking is a really good transition, a, a good little, uh, the formal walking is a good setup to understand and uh, learn how to be present, how to be peaceful, how to be, have a ba- uh, train or invite balance of mind, uh, all these qualities uh, in, in the movement. And so... Uh, Yeah, I th- I th- I, to me, it's really at the heart of practice. So we'll we'll talk about it a lot more this week. But uh, 
And um, so the way it shows up in the formal way that we do walking, as many of you know, is that we find a little path that might change or be the same one for the whole of the retreat, but it's, it's not like exactly like the sitting. It's a little bit more, I go out, I go in, I go back to my walking spot. Somebody's there, you know, and they... So it's, it's more uh, fluid than that. But we find a little, uh, for the duration of the walking, we find a little path that might have 15 to 25 feet long. And we basically just walk back and forth with the idea of being present to what is happening. Yeah? And so uh, that's really much uh, in the first foundation of mindfulness that uh, Catherine was talking about today, the, the body awareness. And so today I would invite you as you do your walking, and again, you can do this inside. In the back here is a beautiful place to walk like this. Under, uh, in the basement here, there is a walking, other walking areas in the building, new building and the annex that is there. And walking outside is a beautiful thing if you can get warm enough. It's an amazing thing to do. And so you find your little spot and you just become interested in maybe embodiment. What it is like to be an embodied, incarnated, carny, the meat, to be in the meat, you know, and to feel, and this morning I would invite you to just feel in a general way the body moving and the senses, like I'm, I'm talking to you and my hand is moving and now, and I feel the quality of the air, there's a kind of, uh, it's not exactly warm, hot in here, for me, so as I move, my hand touches the air, you know, and so I become aware of this. So as you walk, you could feel the air on your face, you could feel the clothes on your skin, feel the feet as they touch the ground, the softness or hardness, the movement of body or legs or feet. Here, you might see also, your eyes are open. What's beautiful about this technique of walking 15 feet, stopping and turning around, is the when you stop, you might discover that you were gone. You've been swallowed by some trance, some fiction or some zombie-like way of living. You know, you were... I don't know if we can really say you were there, you were, you know, you were really alive. There was some life happening, but you couldn't tell exactly what what happened. But when you stop, you could say, oh, it was gone, was caught in obsessive or habitual mind or half their mind, you know. And just reestablish the intention to be present. Feel the body standing. Take time to turn. Turning. An amazing thing if you're there for it. You know. And walk again uh, across your path. And, And just see how how is it like to be here today? What do I connect with? What is, is it for me the temperature or it's the heaviness or the movement or what's alive? What, uh, where's the point of connection, of entry in the body? Yeah. Some of the periods of walking have 45 minutes to them. For many of us, it's going to be an exact length, great length to develop some concentration. That's also one of the power of uh, walking meditation, that it can be a good tool to develop concentration. When we move, it's maybe more tangible than uh, 
sensations we have when we sit, and we can give our full attention to that. And giving again and again the attention to that might build good concentration that we can benefit from uh, as we sit or as we do other things in the day here. Um, but for some of us, the 45 minutes might be too, just too long for the capacity of this body at this point uh, in our life. you know. And so you might find that you'll do a little bit more standing or that you'll walk for a certain time and then sit maybe outside. I, I do that. I walk for a while, you know, sometimes maybe 30 minutes, and then I actually sit outside and feel the body getting cold slowly, colder. You know. But whatever you'll be doing, what is really important is the presence. We are invited to get out of our habitual way of being, habitual mind, little scattered, little thinking about this for a few seconds, and then about that, and then about this and that. And so what we want to invite here is just this little extraordinary attention. It's almost ordinary, but it's just extraordinary attention to embodiment, certainly this morning. And so you can do this while walking, but if the body can't walk that much, because we all have different capacities here, maybe then you could just see what would uh, be fitting for you. Yeah? As you, if you end up sitting uh, before the end of the period of walking, you could continue with uh, some kind of uh, awareness of movement, and it could be something like this. You would be aware for a few seconds of seeing, like you can do this now. Seeing is happening. Light, colors, luminosity, you know, forms. Then after 20, 30 seconds, be aware of hearing. There's a field of hearing here. Aware of body. Just body and aware of feet, maybe. Just come back to seeing. So there's a kind of a movement that you're doing, but without the walking, if it's... uh, Or... Just another little alternative. You could see, sit and create a very simple patterns with the hands. So I could be like this. Hopefully I won't make too much noise, but could do something just like this. Be aware of the hand. You know what I love about this? <laughs> Parenthesis. I'll finish it. <laughs> what I love about these kinds of practice of the walking and the mo- is the contentment that can come like I'm just actually doing this is so simple, and suddenly I like, I'm like, wow, life is so incredibly rich. I, you know, in life I'm like, pen, want pen, want write. You know, I'm like, I'm not really there. But if I'm like, oh, touching, lifting, very light. That's a huge pen, but it's extremely light. You know, and there's the touch of these fingers here, and when I bring attention to the body like this, then there's the possibility. It doesn't always arise, but there's a really awesome uh, quality of mind that can come is contentment. I can be like, wow, this is a lot of life right here. Holding, touching, yeah? Even putting that, I'm so satisfied right now by <laughs> just putting the pen down. But I could create a little pattern where I just bring a hand here and just be there for this in a friendly way and do this like that. Just feel this. And just be there. Feel this. 
this hand that is moving in space. Yeah? Something like this, you know, create a little pattern. Yeah? So walking or some kind of movement that you bring awareness to. And then in your life, suddenly you want to do the dishes only so they're done or empty the dishwasher so it's emptied, but you'll be awake, present, will be there while doing something, you know. And so maybe I'll take a minute more and just ask you to uh, stand up in a mindful way. So not, it, you don't have to be strange when you're mindful. You can just, <laughs> but be embodied, feel, not just stand up to be up, but be there as you stand up. And how interesting, this is a whole other body now. It's not the sitting one, it's this one that feels probably different from the other one. So, inviting this curiosity, oh, what is it like to be embodied now in this shape? It's a very different experience than a few seconds ago. Now we'll even go further and I'll invite you to just uh, maybe sway a bit on your right, let the weight go on your right feet and just feel this. What is it like? How is life manifesting now? And as you sway maybe on the other side, be there for the, all the changes. And let yourself sway a bit from uh, left to right with this, this desire to be there for it, this being there for it. Feeling, if you want or can, you could even close your eyes to feel it even more. Let the touch become the dominant sense. And see if you can do this in a friendly way, with a friendly mind, if it's possible. Then come to a stop. Just feel the body like this now. You can open the eyes again. And maybe one discovery that you might make also as you're walking or standing now is that in any of the postures, walking, sitting, laying down, there's often mind states that are there. So I could be standing or walking or sitting and there might be kindness and friendliness or I can be walking or standing or sitting and there can be impatience, agitation. That can be known too. It's part of the experience. So as we walk, We'll discover a mind that wants to be somewhere else. Or we'll discover a mind that has contentment to it. Or we'll discover a mind that is grumpy or open, a heart that is heavy or light. And that's also part of the walking, part of the standing or the sitting. Okay? So, enjoy. Thank you.